Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Growing in Grace, the podcast is on the air. Mike Kapler, me, Joel Brzezinski, him Mm -hmm. right over there, and then you. What a great team we make together. Growingingrace.org. That's our home base. That's where you'll find all of our past archived programs. People always ask, how can I find your podcast? Well, as Joel mentioned last week, there's a lot of places, but um, a lot of places that have podcasts that you can subscribe to and get ours now too. But if, um, if nothing else, you can always find all of them going back more than 15 years at growingandgrace.org. Well, look, we're going to be getting into some new stuff here now this week. We've spent a, a number of weeks starting out talking about the tithe what it was, what it wasn't, uh, giving, uh, some of the manipulative methods that are used for people to try to get them to give. We try to hash through some of that. We're going to move on to something new and different here now, and we're going to start in the book of Acts, chapter 15, where there was a a controversy going on, a debate, a heated one, uh, when it came to justification by faith or was there a combination of works that needed to be involved with it, specifically works of the law? The apostles had been out doing some traveling, and some of them came together and uh, went to Jerusalem to meet with the, the council, the Jerusalem Church Council, uh, included in this audience or in this group of people getting together would be Peter, Paul would be there, James would be there among others, including former Pharisees, the scripture says in uh, Acts chapter 15. So we're going to take a look at this story and and the the debate that took place and the result of it, Uh, and then we're going to be moving on in the weeks ahead to um, some other conversation that we'll probably explain a little bit later. Yeah, this is is all interesting to me, and it has to do with, I, I think what's fascinating about it is that in the early church, you know, this is this is all happening as the church was still in its early days, although this particular thing was around 20 years into the thing, into the gospel. Acts 15 takes place around 20 years after the res- death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the new covenant came into into being and the gospel was being preached. But what it goes to show here is that at that time yet, there, there was still a debate. There was still dissension in the church. Like you say, there were some Pharisees. There were other people here who had uh, a different idea than what you know Paul would come to understand when, when the gospel had been revealed to him. You know, Paul had talked about in Galatians about how Jesus had revealed the gospel to him. And after three years, he went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and stayed with him. And then 14 years later, he went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with him. And we, we read this stuff and, we th- and you, you don't really think necessarily, wow, that's some time went by. Uh, it's, it's easy to read these accounts and, and not think much of the timing. But anyway, this is around 20 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. And certain men, it says here, came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. 
Now, so we know the gospel. We know that it's not by being circumcised according to the custom of Moses that you're saved. But there were people teaching this in the church. Uh, therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, <laughs> they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So we're going to take our what we know. You know, Paul is going to say, we're going to take what we know. We're going to go talk to these people in Jerusalem who are teaching that you have to be circumcised. And in just a couple of verses here, it also says um, that some sect of the Pharisees in verse 5 who believed rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses, talking about Gentiles here. So I jumped ahead here, but it's saying that Paul and Barnabas were sent by the church. They passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles. So Gentiles had come to know Christ, and that caused great joy to all the brethren. And then they came to Jerusalem. They were received by the church. They reported all the good things that God had done with them. But, again, there is this sect of the Pharisees. There are people who believed. These are Pharisees who had come to believe in Jesus Christ. But they believed that it was necessary that the Gentiles would be circumcised and to keep the law of Moses. And so this needed to be addressed, Cap. Yeah, so you got up to around verse 5 there in 15. And so the, the apostles and the elders, they came together. Uh, and and uh, one thing you might notice that Joel had mentioned is that there was no small dissension that took place over this. It, it was a heated debate. It was a big deal. Uh, and these Pharisees uh, who became believers hadn't yet received the revelation that the law of Moses had come to an end. Uh, you still have to be circumcised. You still have to observe the law. Jesus, yes, plus the law. Or they might have said the law plus Jesus. And so they had uh, limited information, even in this very powerful position that they were in as the gospel was spreading. And as Joel pointed out, let's just use round figures here. If Jesus died around A.D. 30, um, it's believed by many scholars that this meeting uh, in Jerusalem with the council would have taken place uh, around 20 years later, around A.D. 50. So verse 7, Peter stood up and he said, Brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. Now, some people, uh, I've heard some people today say that, well, Peter Peter didn't mess with the Gentiles. Well, that's obviously not true. You right. can read his story in the book of Acts, and here he's talking about it. He's saying that by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the word of God and believe. And God, who knows the heart, testified to them giving them the Holy Spirit just as he also did to us. Think back to the early part of the book of Acts. And he made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Peter goes on. He says, now, therefore, why? Why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples? And by the disciples, I want to stop here and, and point this out. But the, the neck of the disciples, when he says disciples, he's just talking about learners of the good news. That's all a disciple was, was a pupil, a student, a learner. And uh, that's who these Gentiles were. So therefore, now, again, Peter speaking to the council, including those former Pharisees and James and others. And he says, why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke, a burden, which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we are saved 
through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in the same way as they also are. Well, all of the people kept silent, verse 12, and they were listening to Barnabas and Paul, and as they were uh, relating what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. So they, they testified about all the tremendous things Barnabas and Paul did about what God was doing among the Gentiles. I mean, we, we don't understand just how contrary this must have felt to those Jewish believers, because the Gentiles were always just kind of considered the, the, the dirty pigs, you know, and even Jesus sometimes, you know, he referred to them as dogs. They, they weren't really part of, of uh, they, they were on the outside looking in. Let's, let's put it that way. They were the dirty ones. They were the sinners. They were the ones that, in fact, the Jewish people, according to the law, they couldn't even associate with Gentiles. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was against the law to even do that. And so there's a, a strong case being made here to these uh, Pharisees who would say the law has to be followed. And they're trying to say, well, that's not going to happen because we're, we're dealing face to face and seeing God at work in the hearts of these Gentiles. And so that's where I'll step uh, aside and let you take over here, Joel. Yeah. So, you know, Peter's talking to them about how there was this yoke, the law, that neither we, and he's talking about the Jewish people or our fathers, were able to bear. They couldn't do it. So why are we going to put this on the Gentiles? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. So Jew and Gentile, saved by grace, through faith, Apart from works, apart from the works of the law, there's no work that a person can do uh, in order to be saved. That's the gospel. Peter is declaring the gospel here. And here's what happens. He shut their mouth, really. (laughs) He said, it says here, then all the multitudes kept silent. So, okay, all right, uh, we're maybe beginning to see this now. For the past 20 years, or at least for as long as however some of these Pharisees and others had believed— We've been teaching and thinking that you need to, you know, be circumcised and keep the law uh, in order to be saved. But now, hmm, this is this is making them think, and especially because Paul and Barnabas declared how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And then after they became silent, James answered, "Men and brethren, listen to me." Simon declared, and again, that's Peter, how it how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a name, a people for his name. And so all these people knew that, yes, indeed, Gentiles were going to be included in the gospel, but they just had this idea that, well, they need to do works. They need to be circumcised and keep the law. And uh, I think some of them are finally waking up, perhaps James himself included, to the idea that, well, they don't need works. It's not about works. It's about being saved by grace. Through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they, as, uh, as Peter had said. And so James says, and, this, and with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, James quotes, After this I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will re- rebuild its ruins, I will set it, and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Talking about the Gentiles again here. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does these things. And so then James, he goes on, um, known to God from eternity are all his works. 
Therefore, so now James here makes a decision. I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God. So it seems like to me he had thought one way, and now he was saying, therefore I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God. So Paul and Barnabas had some effect on James here, but that we write to them to, and now he still comes up with these four rules, that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. And then he adds this curious sentence, for Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Well, I think time has run out for this podcast. I know we wanted to talk about Acts 15 and some things that happened here. So, Cap, we'll talk next week. What does this mean? You know, Paul makes it clear in his epistles. We're saved by grace through faith apart from works. James, in his epistle, seems like he adds works into it. Faith without works is dead. And you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only, and things like that. So we'll build upon some of the things said here in Acts 15 and and what we've been talking about. And maybe we'll um, ask some questions, maybe uh, share some opinions on James and Paul. Were they in agreement or were they not in agreement? That'll be coming up next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.